Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongaku to you, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of July 8th, 2022. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And that that's it. Luna is, I think she just finished watching Thor. <laughs> I think that's why she's not here. Yes. She yes, and then that, she that and was... she bought these tickets before we did uh, our our date change here, so I couldn't blame yeah. her on that. <laughs> but how you been? Well, I missed you the last couple of weeks. What you been listening to? I, I know, uh, just uh, life kept getting in the way. Uh, I I've been listening to. Uh, my, two weeks might have passed, but I've been listening to the same stuff I was listening to last uh, the last time we we met. Uh, I'm actually still. Really enjoying uh, "Perfect" by Octopath. That's that is a great song. That was mm-hmm. a great second release overall uh, by Octopath. I, I really liked it, so I'm really eager to see what they do next. Still enjoying Sion, uh, Sion retake. Yeah. That that was uh, that that was like some of the best idol music I've heard in a long time, and I just really enjoy that release overall. Really good. Really good. Um, I I am loving Last Anthony Bye Bye by Ballistic Boys. That that might be my number one song of 2022 so far. Like I just love this track so much. It, mm. it, it's everything I I want in a boy group track. Like every every time I sit down and listen to a boy group track, Last Anthony Bye Bye is exactly what I'm looking for, and it it kills it in every way. Uh. And uh, I've also gone back and I've been listening to Actually by Nogizaka 46. So uh, that was a really, really good release uh, and been enjoying that one a lot, too. What have you been listening to, bud? Uh, So I've been listening to a whole hodgepodge of things, to be honest. I've been listening to Starlight by Eerie. So that's actually really, really good. I've been really going down an eerie kick as well i was also listening to night sessions the single by the lovely duo of uh puni puni denki and the 80 kids uh, puni puni denki she is an amazing vocalist that really Im- mixes that 80s flair and city style of japanese music i've been really loving that i was also listening to in my dream by moeki you know, Moiki is a wonderful artist that I really wish could get a lot more flair here. I was also listening to Lenses by Ikuta Lailas. Um, she's fairly, fairly famous on, on social media now and SNS. So it's not a surprise that, you know, Sony really pushed her because her piano work is absolutely fantastic and Lenses no no other exception here her piano work for specifically lens is really good i was also listening to magico with their latest release of crossroads crossroads is really fantastic just an amazing vocalist overall you also got greenhorn by wani kuka as well just really really solid you also have don't look back by DYT it's something that I was trying to push on to Luna there for a while but we have that as well uh, we also have Yori by I Don't Like Mondays so you know really much the kick here uh, I was also listening to Journey by Little Glee Monster so that's been fantastic so I've been listening to I, actually a lot of things I just kind of go out throughout the gambit here and there's, there's a, a couple things of note that you know I wish that we could talk about just a tad bit more, um, but unfortunately, time time restraints here. <laughs> but you know, unfortunately, we we're gonna have a topic. Baluna was unfortunately couldn't join us, so we're just gonna go straight into the Oricon here. And you know, it is kind of a good week for that because Oricon is really really packed this past week, so. Yeah, uh, we got a lot of tracks to talk about this week, uh, and I, I think we got a really good mixed bag of stuff to enjoy this week. So, yeah. some some highs, some lows. So, uh, definitely a lot to talk about, and I, I am hyped to be here to talk about it. Yeah, I believe every single song on the release is a new song, so which is really excited overall. So, but 
let's start off with number 10 here and it's technically Himawari contest or contest by Yabai T-shirts Yasan but there are fair it's just the name of the album there's no real Himawari context here it's it's the main song that everyone is going to probably equivalent to this release it's going to be Chibare summer hobby here so overall what did you think of it i know that all three of us is especially luna does does not like you buy t-shirts yeah son <laughs> yeah this was an interesting release and uh chibare it's summer people it's a weird track overall yeah uh there's aspects about it that i really like and there's aspects about it I genuinely can't stand. <laughs> and, and so you, you have this mixed bag of a song that really... Because I love the tempo. I really like the melody and I love the energy of uh, Chibare. It's got this really fun, energetic, almost punk-esque energy to it. And I, I love that. I love it to death. But there there's some decisions that they made in the composition to where there's some background stuff that's really annoying and is really distracting from the overall track like there's almost a chirping sound during all the guitar solos it's really not good it just it's just it really detracts from the song overall so Chibari's it's one of these songs I want to love there's a lot about it that I genuinely like uh, but there's some decisions that they made with it that I just really are off-putting. And it's really sad because there, there's a lot of elements in here that really make this a great song. Um, I think this is one of these releases that it, it really gets better as it goes with the high point being Compliance, uh, which is the third track on the release. That that track is really good. I really liked Compliance. Uh, it wasn't so good to the point where I added it to my library because it it doesn't overcome all of the negatives I kind of had with all the other stuff. But yeah. uh, compliance is really good, and uh, it is the one start on Apple Music by by the number. So uh, I I think I think uh, the I, I think people listening to it overall agree that compliance is the best track. Well, we'll see. I mean, overall, you know, Yabai T-shirts uh, Yasan, <laughs> when they need to make it a 10, they make it a freaking 20. And, you know, Chibare Summer People is, is one of those tracks where they add so much things to it that they don't need to add. And it just really messes overall with the composition and just oh, with the vocals as well you know this is another complaint that i'll probably have later on it's it gets to the point that there's just so much disturbance in the background of the composition that you can't really pay attention to the vocals so and compliance is one of those songs that is a perfect 10 it doesn't try to outstep its lane here it's only the male vocalist as well doing it and i kind of have a, a feeling that you know the female vocalist is probably the one that is adding to the commotion of what's going on in the background here <laughs> yeah i i do think it's her because yeah there's like a yiping or it, it's i don't know what I don't know why they threw that in there because literally, if you just got rid of the female vocalist, this song from go would go from like a a six maybe all the way up to an eight, easily. Yeah, yeah, that, that's for darn sure. But regardless, Himawari contest sold a wonderful five thousand and thirty-five copies here, going on up. To number nine, so this is this is going to be a very interesting story for us, and I think this is going to be one of the things that unfortunately we just have to deal with. Uh, it is one of the character songs from the Free, the Final Stroke movie. Now, if you guys know what Free is, it's it's a very popular swimming anime that really talks about the male physique and all of its uh bumps and and 
physique as well. <laughs> and it talks about swimming. So, you know, it's a really good anime if you really like that for whatever reason, but no, no, no judging here. But unfortunately, because of the popularity of this particular release, we could not find anything on it. <laughs> yeah, and, and really... Uh, I I'd kind of forgotten about free because uh, you know it's, it's never really been my thing. I'm not really a sports anime guy. Well, you're but, not even also uh, the target audience for it as well. No, no, not even close. Uh, even if you were I, a sports I did, I anime guy, you weren't. You're not going to be the target audience for it. Yeah, no, I, I I'm not. Oh, I mean, even if it was like girls' sports, I, I still wouldn't be the target audience for that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I I. I I genuinely forgot how popular Free is and uh, how big a phenomenon it is because it, 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 it I remember it being a big deal. And uh, I think it, it just came out when we were in Japan, if I remember correctly. So No, it was way before uh, <laughs> Oh, I remember seeing a lot of Free stuff I mean, uh, probably in Japan. The, but. The, the, the second season was probably already happening around that time. Yeah, you're right. You're right because uh, the first season was the year before we came. You're you're correct. Oh, and it could just be just leftover stuff because of how popular that series is. <laughs> yeah, that, that series is insanely popular. And, you know, with with it, it, it's it's bound to happen. It's when we're doing specifically the physical charts. You, you know, we knew the risk of of coming across it, and this is the first time within the month that we've done physical releases that we come across and won't be the last. And it's an unfortunate occurrence, but I'm, I'm sad to say that we couldn't find anything about this and it's just where we are as well. Unless I want to sit down and watch the free movie, which I kind of don't want to do because I'll have no context of it. I don't think I'll ever see this song. <laughs> I think, I think eventually uh, we'll be able to see it and stuff. So, Hopefully we'll get to enjoy it sometime in the near future. Hopefully. But regardless, it sold fairly well with 5,500 uh, 5, copies right on the dot here. And going on up to number 8, it is Heartbreaker by Bugvel. I believe that's how you pronounce it. And they are a kind of debuting. This is their second release idol group or I guess boy group. <laughs> It, it, it just really irritates me that I have to say it like this, but you know, it's yeah, it's uh, it's it's release. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, when I first saw it, I was expecting uh, a. I, I thought it was going to be metal. Uh, like, like you look at that album cover, and if that doesn't scream metal, I, I don't know what does. Uh, not being a metal fan, that might be a fair statement, but I, I was expecting metal. So when I when I got a boy group, I was a little mystified for a bit. <laughs> but well, I mean, if you even not even yeah. looked, if you looked at what they looked like, not even just going in the the album cover. Well, I I knew what they looked like because I had to look everything up um, beforehand. But yeah, no, this is a. Uh, this is I, I originally thought they were all K-pop. <laughs> that that that's my whole thing. I was like, mm, yeah, this is K-pop, all right. <laughs> but no, it's not. It's produced one on one, which is much worse in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's I I had no idea this was uh, produced one on one, but I, you do listen to the first track and you're not surprised <laughs> when you're like. Like, oh, this is produced on a one? Oh, okay, I hear it. Yeah, yeah, when you listen to Heartbreaker, yeah. when you listen to the first 10 seconds of Heartbreaker, I laughed. I straight up laugh. And if I laugh at a song, that means, that tells you one thing. I'm gonna fucking hate it. Or I'm gonna really hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Heartbreaker is really rough. But I, I will say the redeeming, the, the thing that kind of redeems this is uh, Five Magics, and especially Dawn, Yep. are drastically better than Heartbreaker. Uh, Heartbreaker feels like it's chasing a fad, while Five Magics and Dawn really sound like, like, they're, like they're really good. And uh, Dawn being the highlight of this release. You know, it's funny. Uh, Dawn is technically not written by them. <laughs> 
all the other songs were written by the the, the members of the group, but <laughs> that tells you something. I'm surprised that 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 some big producer didn't write the the lead track because usually it seems like usually the way these work is like the production team write the the lead track and then the B sides the are the uh, individual. Re- Focus tracks that they wrote themselves. Yeah, and the I think leaders, this is why those tend to be better. The leaders of uh, this particular group, uh, Minato and and Mahito, wrote or at least wrote this song. <laughs> they didn't do anything with the composition or anything that like that, but they at least wrote this song. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's like, funny because if you see who are, are um, who did everything else for the song, it's all Koreans. <laughs> it makes a lot more sense after that. <laughs> yeah, and and you can definitely hear Korean influence in this, especially Heartbreaker. Like I said, uh, the uh, Five like, Magics is really good. I, I liked Five Magics quite a lot, and uh, I I thought Don was phenomenal because you you really get to hear their vocal range in that. Uh, and it works. It works really good. But man, the heartbreaker itself—it's just—it's not. I I I will say I did not hate this song by any means, but it, it does not inspire me to go out and purchase it or spend money on it because. Well, like like I said before, like I said, I, this, if I if I laugh if I laugh at a song, that means I just like find it just. It's, it's a so, social, uh, social awkwardness is just kicking in, and I'm just like, I'm gonna not like this song. <laughs> yeah, uh, man, it just, to me, this feels like it's a Chad, uh, Chad face. It's a fad chaser of a song, and it just really robs it of any remote identity. I, like I, I, you can turn on the radio and hear about fourteen other songs of this style. Uh, yeah, it, it's, especially it, now. <laughs> yeah, it, especially now. Uh, it does not stand out in any manner whatsoever. No, it does not. No, it does not. But regardless, you know, it's still sold fairly decent at you know seven thousand and ninety copies here. And going on up to another husband bait here, but it's somewhat different as this time we have the Utano Prince-sama, the Imaji Love Starling Idols song, character songs. But this time it's done by, uh, I guess, a character named Tokia with their release of Trigger Chance. And uh, how did you like... These, this particular release because you've been really liking the Utano Prince summer releases as of late yeah I, I don't know if I'm just coming around to their style or if it's, it's, um, it's the boy th- thing just coming back yeah right? uh, like like I I, j- I just as long as a lot of these things have been going on I I don't believe it's their quality has improved it's literally I think it's just me like like oh I've come around to this now and I, and I like it. I, I really enjoyed uh, this release as a whole. I thought Trigger Chance was really good and the B track as well. Perfect Story. I, I liked both of those a lot. Now, I actually like Perfect Story a little bit more than Trigger Chance, but I thought both of these are really good. Uh, I don't think I liked them so much to where I would go out and purchase them, but. I, I thought they were really good, and uh, th- I think there were a marked improvement over what we the last U- Prince Utama Sama release that we had heard. Yeah. So uh, de- definitely a step up, and I, I will say I I do think their their winter ballads still are my favorite of the things that they released lately. Uh, those are fantastic. Uh, but this is really good. I think this is quality work and really catchy music. It works well, expertly sung. Uh, and the reason why that is is because the guy singing them is fantastic. And I didn't know this until we got on the call, but I was already a fan of them. So <laughs> it, it really explained why I wound up liking these overall. But uh, yeah, I, I did. I, I did like these uh, I, I think these are really good. Like who? 
I, I didn't say who it was. Who's the voice actor? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I I was. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, so the uh, singer, the voice actor of this particular character, is a little guy known by you know a small voice actor. You know, yeah. doesn't get much roles. You know, uh, just, yeah. just I think he's just starting in his career. I. You know, he was in this small game called Persona 5. I, I don't know if you've heard of it. Even but... beforehand, you know, it's not, <laughs> I think he was in this small movie of a Japanese dub of, you know, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, I, I heard it was a small indie movie. Yeah, 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 yeah you know, it's, yeah, it's just a small... I, 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 I think his name is Mamoru Miyano. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's an up and comer. <laughs> yeah, really up and comer. I think so. I think there's a bright future for him. Yeah, you know, at uh, uh, thirty five. <laughs> you, you know, if he keeps putting out releases like this, he's got a bright future ahead of him. I promise you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Mamoru Miyano, and this guy has just been a constant threat over your your love existence right now, Gray. <laughs> oh my lord. Uh, yeah, uh, I I love Mamoru Miyano, and I I, I think. Uh, uh, he will always go down uh, in um, a, as a special place in my heart um, because uh, at, at my wedding we, we the last song that we played of the night was the song Last Dance. Uh, so uh, Mama Romiano has got a huge huge place in my heart now uh, because of that. And uh, yeah, I, I didn't realize uh, you're right. He has a very distinct voice, so I, I'm kind of I don't know why I missed it. Uh, but when you told me it was him, I was like, oh, that explains why I liked it <laughs> because, uh, yeah, yeah, this is, this, uh, maybe the cards are stacked in my favor on this release. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Gray, Gray's going to like it anyways. This is Mama Rumiana. So it's just like, whatever. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I did. I, I like this. I, I, I might would buy it. Uh, that would be like the only thing stopping me. It's because I'm not really a, a Uta no Prince-sama person. Yeah. Uh, if I, I mean, lived in Japan and I could just pick it up, that would be a lot different. I, I would buy it, but because it, it, I have to import it and all that, I don't know if I'd go through the headache. But uh, yeah, this this release overall was fantastic. Uh, I did. I liked it quite a lot. And yeah. uh, I mean, I, overall, I he overall, it's a really good song. Uh, both songs are, you know, Trigger Chance and Perfect Story. They're both. And it really does show his range. And that I think that's the most important thing you need for him. Because <laughs> he does the really pop and swing style fairly, fairly well. That's honestly his 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 M.O. for uh, for the longest time now. But when he does the more ballad styles and a little bit more of a different tonal change for him, I think it's it, it's, it shows how good of a, a vocal range that Miano has. So... Yeah, yeah, he he's got uh, a great range, great voice, uh, and I mean he really knows what he's doing. Uh, Mama Miano is uh, a guy who, I, really, over the past couple of years, ever since I've really like noticed him, uh, he's really been a reliable guy I, that you can go to and get some really good music overall he's very good and i'm always excited to see him uh and what he does so uh no this is a happy circumstance i guess because like i said i I had no idea (laughs) that it was him been really awkward if i hated it but (laughs) i did wind up liking it so it worked out in my favor but regardless this week it sold a lovely eleven thousand two hundred eighty-one copies and going on up to uh, what i had initially thought was going to be gray song of the week or the month, I guess. And it was going to be Blue Daisy by, you know, his a little group called Ivy. You know, a group that I've never stopped hearing about ever since he discovered them last year. <laughs> I, I, I don't know this Ivy group you speak of. <laughs> yeah, Who I are they? Tell idea. me about them. I wouldn't be able to tell you, Jack. Jack Poop, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, um... Blue Daisy, uh, God, I, I think they picked the wrong week. I'll, I'll be honest, because uh, on the right week, this would have been my number one track. I did add it to my library. 
And uh, of the songs that we talked about so far, this is the first I added. I did ultimately add three, and this was the first. I I, I liked I like Blue Daisy. I think the lead track is really good. Uh, it's a very good song for Ivy. I love the, you know th- these guys are really good. They know what they're doing, and I think this is a good song that really shows off their vocal range. It's a bit slower, more of a ballad, ballady track. Uh, and it, I think it works. It works really well. And as a fan of Blue Daisy, or as a fan of Ivy, I, I really feel like Blue Daisy works. It works really good. The thing that brings down this release is Let It Go, which is the B, B-side track. Uh, that, that track is a lot rougher. It is definitely a a track for Kento, their rapper, to shine. And they they release these styles of tracks occasionally because that's the whole reason they have Kento, is so they can do tracks like that every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. The, like when you get into Ivy hitting and missing, it's when they're like Kento focused songs. Uh, it, it, anytime like fine. he's it's, out it's of focus, good, it, it sounds good. great. It's good for them to show the boys' range, and that's pretty much. I mean, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of Ivy overall, but I can't really deny that they have really good vocal range. And, you know, even if Let It Go is not the song that I personally really like by them, you know, or Blue Daisy for that matter, <laughs> you know, it's, it's good for them to experiment. And that's what they need to do. Because at the end of the day, this is a dance vocal group. I'm using air quotes here. And that's how they're describing themselves. And they need to be able to do all of those things. Yeah. And I mean, the, in their own discography, they, they do have some ballads. But I remember uh, when we were talking about when me and Luna were doing an episode on ballads, I talked about how I really wished Ivy did more ballads. And so I've been wanting them to do more uh, ballads like Blue Daisy. And I think that might be another reason why I've really liked it is because I've been wanting to hear more of this from them. Because when they do it, it works really well. And uh, if you go and you look back in their discography, they, they have a couple, uh, but not nearly as many as I feel like they should because the guys have great vocals. And it there, there's I don't feel like they always utilize their, their vocal range to the maximum. And it sounds like Blue Daisies really lets them flex their skills and stuff. And I, I, I've been wanting a song like this for them for a while. And I, that was, I think that's another reason why I instantly added it to my library is because I I genuinely have been wanting to hear this for a long time as a fan of the group. And and when I and they I think they delivered, especially with Blue Daisy. I think they delivered really well. Like I said, I hate Let It Go as their B track because you want to talk about jarring transitions but on on a single release. It's it's going from Blue Daisy to Let It Go. Uh, it's, it, it, it doesn't work. I, I, and maybe that might be one reason why I didn't like let it go is because it's paired with blue Daisy. It just doesn't work. Uh, I, I think if they had like another, if they went from like one high energy song to another, it would work better. But to go from like a, a beautiful ballad to this techno dance style song, uh, well, techno is the wrong word, but uh, this danced focus on, let me put it that way, and let it go. It just, it doesn't work. And I, I really think, like, because you have let it go after this moving ballad, like, it just, I don't know, it's jarring. I, I think they, they, I think they paired the wrong songs together. And I, I think if they would have paired let it go with something else a little bit, it might be a bit more palatable than what it is currently. But because, like, right now, it's, like like I said, you, you hear Blue Daisy and you're like, ah, oh, th- this is good. This is really good. And then like you hear the the dunk 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 dunks on uh, Let It Go, and you're like, oh god, what am I listening to? <laughs> so I, I would I would have paired this with another song if they're going to do a track like this, do it on a different single. Yeah, yeah. Regardless, Blue Daisy sold a wonderful twenty or twelve thousand two hundred twenty seven copies, and going on up. 
To number five, it is the Love Live Sunshine Aquars Club set 2022, and it's basically the release of just one song, <laughs> which is uh, Yumi Plus Mirai Mutaihyo. So, I believe this might be one of the last songs that we hear from Aquars, because I'm well, not really, because like they still like to keep Aquars in the in the tightest of leashes. Uh, Sunrise, that is, would like to do that because uh, the only group that they technically lost was Muse, and Muse occasionally comes back as well. But regardless, this is like Aquar's big release for this year. And what do we think of it? Yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was really good. I, I'm I really wish Luna was here because I I know she's the bigger Aquar's fan than I am, and I think she could probably really talk about some. A, bit more than I can, but I will say I, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Um, this does feel a little climactic in a way. And uh, I, I think it works. Uh, you know, not knowing too much about, you know, Aquars and their legacy and kind of like what their discography looks like just as a casual person looking into it, hearing the occasional song. Uh, it, it works. It, it stands on its own two feet and I think I think sometimes you know songs like that need to because you know not everyone's gonna you know be following everything but you know this is fine uh, for what it is and I, I think it's pretty good I think Aquars has better tracks um, but I also remember Aquars being a lot more of the hit and miss love life groups and because uh, I remember there being some releases none of us liking and some that we really liked and uh, I remember you know Aquars was being a little bit of a controversial group and, and controversial in like some we didn't always like their stuff and aquas uh this release it it's okay like i said it, it's pretty good for what it's trying to do i wouldn't go out and buy it but i think it does the job yeah no the same i like overall it's 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 aquas probably at their their strongest with this release here and there's not much more I can say, to be honest, because I'm not the Love Live person here. And like you just said, great as an outside person going in, I thought it was all right. It's it's probably one of their more better works, but we have much heard much stronger releases done by them and much weaker releases done by them, too. So this is smack dab right in the middle. And like you just said earlier, this is a song that if I ever did hear it on the radio, I don't know why I would hear it on the radio, but if I ever did hear it on the radio, I wouldn't be, you know, going out of my way to change the channel, so to speak. Yeah, if it if it came on the radio, it, it, it might be one, like, I'd, I'd probably just leave it where it's at. Uh, if if it was like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, comfortable auto, auto, audibility, like, I, I wouldn't definitely crank it if I heard it, but it, it's not so bad where you're like, Oh God, I got to change that. I can't listen to that anymore. Uh, there, there's a couple of other tracks we're going to talk about <laughs> where I feel the exact same way, uh, late, later on. Uh, but, uh, this one most certainly is, uh, falls in that category because yeah, it, it, it does what it needs to do. Regardless, this week it sold a lovely 13,340 copies here. And going on up to number four, it is Donna ni Kimi ga kawattemo, Boku ga Donna Funi kawattemo, Ashita kuru Kimi ni Aotame by Bish. Now, this, this is a load of a song, but it, it's probably one of their most strongest releases I have heard. This is part six of their 12 part epic that they are going to be releasing. Up until their, uh, I guess, retirement here. <laughs> yeah, it, this really has made me lament that they're retiring, honestly. Because uh, they, they've been, Bish has been on a tear as of late. I mean, their past two releases have been absolutely phenomenal. Lai 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 is really good. Gomene is fantastic. And uh, Donai Kimi ga Kawatemo. Uh, I'm only gonna say that much because this is a really long title. Uh, but Dona Don Donai Kimi ga Kawatemo is a great, phenomenal song, and uh, are really moving. I, I think this has been one of the better tracks, even of the ones that they've released. Uh, I think this 
is really good. It shows off their vocal range really good. Uh, and uh, even uh, Happy in Ja uh, Naku Temo is really good. Uh, both these tracks are really amazing. And uh, for Bish to just like they've been really wanting to go out on a high note it's, it feels like because uh this is the strongest set of releases i've ever seen from this group this they they are consistent they're really good i i've liked bish for a long time but you know they'd have a release i didn't like and then they'd have a release i would love and uh you, you know they, i would always kind of go back and forth with this group yeah. and uh the past three releases i mean just absolutely killing it they have been so well done and this is no exception in fact it's a it's the best of the three i think it just really shows that these girls are phenomenal they know what they're doing they really know how to utilize it it really makes me lament that they're that they're quitting because i like i listen to songs like this and and I'm I'm like I what what are we you know don't tell me this is you know what's left in the tank like you guys have got more in this you, you got to but I, well, I I like the idea of them going out on a high note and you, you, I, I you think say, you saying that you know what's left in the tank here they they are literally just going all out leaving nothing on the cutting room floor here and I. I really appreciate that. That you know, there are groups that, that just limp to the finish line and be like, "Yeah, we're done. We're, we're this is our last release," and just limp there along the way. But I really appreciate that Bish is like, "No, we are going to finish strong. We are going to produce songs that probably you guys wanted to hear but never got to hear before, or songs that we wanted to release but wasn't able to release anymore." But now, since this is going to be our last releases, we are not going to hold anything back. And good on them. Good on them. Good on Bush. Like, you say that they've been doing the last couple releases really strong. Luna has been liking them. And Luna did not like Bish for the longest time. And she's been loving every single release that we've been talking about on the Oricon with them. And that's something to be held. Yeah, no, uh, I, uh, where I'm coming from is just as a fan, not wanting to, you know, not wanting this train to end, but you know, all, all good things must come to an end sadly. And, uh, you know, Bish retiring, you know, if they must end, I do agree. I would much rather them go out on a high note where, uh, you know, they're releasing all these stellar tracks and, you know, really step away from it, you know, knowing they killed it, you know, like, like they put it all out there and they rocked, you know, uh, as opposed to petering out, becoming, you know, shells of them former selves. And you're sitting there and you're like, why are you still making music? You know, uh, for, so I, I love for them to go on a high note and, you know, you know, I, it would be nice if, you know, like AKB 48 could do that, but they would have had to stop five, 10 years ago. So, uh, I was going to say that they're long beyond this, this, this whole thing at this point. Yeah. They, they, they petered out <laughs> and, and they, they've got some, like every once in a blue moon, like, like they re spark for a microsecond for me at least. Cause sometimes they'll release a song I actually like, but it's not, remotely consistent it's just like every once in a blue moon there's a really good akb48 song other than that it's just like why are you guys still around uh sad and i, I hate to talk about them like that i really do but uh it, it makes you wonder sometimes uh because uh it's just like you know i think uh you, you know i would much rather you know akb48 be in the boat that bish is in and they're like hey you know our better days are behind us or you know, we're, you know, it's time to wrap this thing up and, you know, they, they just go out swinging and um, leave it out on the light, like, all out on the stage and the, and the concert halls. Uh, like they're holding nothing back. And uh, it's great to see as, as a fan. This is great to see. And I, I 
Like they are three for three. I cannot wait what they drop next. Uh, I am very excited to see how they they wrap out the, the end of this year, and I genuinely hope they keep this up uh, and just drop banger after banger because they they've been doing a phenomenal job. Yeah, no, that's for darn sure. That is for darn sure. Regardless. This week it saw the lovely 19,316 copies here. And going on up to number three, it is Escape by the Fantastics from Exile Tribe. You know, this is your group all for it, you know. You know, I was, I laugh, I laugh because, you know, out of all the groups you would have told me that we probably would be interviewing, I probably would have said out of all the Exile Tribe groups, I would have thought we would have got the Fantastics first. But lo and behold, we got the Rampage. <laughs> Which isn't a knock, but, you know, the Fantastics were the younger bro group at the time. So I thought we were beginning them beforehand. Yeah, I, I've, I have been high on these boys since day one. I was a huge fan of their original release, Overdrive. Uh, and I, I, and uh, I've really been a big fan of them since day one. And... Uh, I, I have been really liking their stuff, and I, I, I really liked Escape. I thought Escape was really good. Uh, I really dug it. I, I think uh, the Fantastics, you know, they're, you know, their their premise is they're supposed to be a a somewhat vocal heavy group, although they only have two singers. There's like seven guys on the group, but there's only really only two singers, but uh they're supposed to be a bit more of a vocal performance and i i i really like escape i i think this one shows off their vocal skills really well uh it's really good composition i love the piano work in it and uh i i think this is a fantastic song overall i i it's a great ballad and i i think fantastics you know they have great vocals I know I've said that like six times, but they do. They have great vocals, and this is a wheelhouse I really wish they'd come back to a bit more. I I would make the argument much like Ivy. They don't have like they have some ballads, but they don't have that many, just a handful. And I'd like to see them add more to that. And I think Escape is a great addition to their ballads collection. And you, you know, I, that makes me really happy. I also like Baby Rose, but I'm more of a sucker for the style of music that they're going for, which is kind of like an 80s city pop vibe. Uh, I I really like that. That's just because I'm me, and uh, I that will always appeal to me. But uh, overall, I think Escape is a great release. I really enjoy it, and... I, I'm always eager to see what these guys are doing, and uh, I've actually learned in the in the last little bit that I missed a couple of tracks I need to go back and listen to, because uh, I've liked the Fantastics. They've had like a couple of songs I haven't liked, but overall, I've really liked a lot of the stuff that they put out, and uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, they also just released another ballad, uh, Turn to You. That came out last month. That's really good. And uh, their uh, Santa Monica Lollipop release is fantastic. That, 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 that is their best release of 2022. And I will say that. Like, Santa Monica Lollipop is easily their best song of the year. But Escape's good. Escape's really good. It get, definitely gives Santa Monica Lollipop a run for its money. And I am... Uh, I think uh, the Exile Tribe overall, the you know Fantastics, Rampage, even uh, Generations, uh, Ballistic Boys, like man, they all have been just dropping fire this year, and have really been stepping up to the plate and knocking it out of the park. And uh, I mean, twenty twenty two has been a great year for all of these groups and. As a fan, I am just eager to see what they do next. I, I cannot wait. Well, Super hype. Not even 2022. I mean, I think I think just overall, they, they've been releasing really solid tracks throughout the pandemic, to be, to be quite honest. Even their verses 
releases even though we did not personally love it have been really really well received and really well loved by their fandom overall yeah the the, um the tokyo uh versus uh released uh, there's a couple of tracks that i like uh that is and then there's some that I don't, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like some of the pairing songs are a little weird. Well, but, like I said, for them, yeah. we might yeah, not yeah. like them. <laughs> yeah. But going back to the release here, you know, it's a near perfect song for me. The only thing that I just did not like about Escape and Baby Rose, for that matter, is that just that, you know, the overwhelm, I get it. I get it. You want to have this nice, overwhelming, compassionate composition on here for Escape and Baby Rose at times, but it felt like it was overbearing at times, especially at the chorus for Escape, where I want to just enjoy their vocals. I just want to enjoy their vocals and be able to take it all in, and that's what the point of a ballad is. But you guys, the composition is just really overbearing it, and just really put a sour taste in my mouth after just listening to it. I, I will I I will say while I did like the song a lot more than you, I do think you make a very valid and good point. And that uh, that sometimes it does sound a little bit like the composition is overpowering the the vocals a little bit, uh, and and I, uh, and I get I, it. That, if th- if you want to do an emotionally filled composition, that's good and fine. But there's emotionally filled, and then there's just overpowering, and this goes into the latter here. Yeah, and and maybe maybe we can blame like the guy who balanced the music uh maybe he shares some of the responsibility of that but because uh, because there is an imbalance in the song uh and it would be nice to hear those vocals just shine through a little bit more than what we do get overall so i i do i i do think you make a very valid point I mean, regardless like like i said it's a near perfect song everything is working very very well with this and you know, with with this release, like I said, you're a perfect song. And if you just changed that one thing, I would have really liked Escape. But just the overbearing of the composition just really left something to to be wanting to be changed overall. But regardless, it sold very very well. Twenty three thousand nine hundred and eight copies here. And going on up to number two, it is Graceful Runner by ABC to Z. Now. I was questioning enough why it was at number two, <laughs> and then I heard the song overall. <laughs> but what did you think about this release, Green? It's okay. I, I don't think this is a particularly bad song by any means, but man, it, it doesn't. It does not really stand out in any meaningful manner or really just rise above uh, the rest. Uh, like the vocal work gets the job done, it, def- it carries the song. Uh, as well as it can uh, the composition it's fun but it's it's not really catchy to really elevate it to the next level uh, there's aspects about the song that I I like and I, I think I, I think this song needed a little bit more polish before it really got out there and uh, it, it, it's just, it's okay it's not a bad song but it's it just does not shine above the rest in any meaningful manner as as much as i love johnny's like i wouldn't go out and buy this track i if it came on while the radio i was in the car i might would leave the channel but uh leave it on the station but i'm not going to crank it up and i I, th- I think this thing it it just it works for what it needs to do but it doesn't really it just it just doesn't stand where it needs to stand and uh th- this really feels subpar even for johnny's i i it just like it's it just i'm trying to think of a way to to say what i'm trying to say but it's disappointing uh from and you know you look at the cells and i i i was a bit stupefied that you know this is a brand new release this just dropped 
and it's Johnny's and it's number two. I, I was I was surprised to see that, and I, I think I think just the fact that it is number two and it's Johnny's, I think that, that that's the indictment you need right there, because um, all of Johnny's, even the Johnny's, I do not like, easily sell over a hundred thousand units and. Uh, I, I don't not like the song. Like I said, I think it it's okay for what it's trying to do, but even even so, it just it doesn't sell well. And I, I think this is just a lackluster performance overall. Yep, I think this is a huge misstep done by A B C to Z, and it really just shows like what happens if you are not in a. a popular category for them or just just in the pecking order of things and it, it's sad because you know we really like abc to z well i do some of their songs but you used to really like their releases and great graceful runner while it's an all right release i just think it's just blah overall <laughs> But. Yeah, it 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 uh, it's blah, and I I know ABZ to Z they're they're an older group they've been around a while I think that uh they're try I I think they're trying something new with this track uh and I I don't know if that that experimentation paid off judging by the sales numbers no but yeah. uh it it would be nice to see them do a more traditional Johnny's track on their next release and see a bit more of a return to form. Because I think, I think if they list like they've been around for 10 years and if they just lean into it with their strengths, especially because they've been around for 10 years, like just lean into your strengths and your, your fan base will carry you. Uh, but when you start experimenting, you're just going to scare off your fans and you may well, or may not pick up a new audience in the process. You know, the thing is to, I, don't, I just don't know what they want to do. and it, It's the same thing with AKB. What, what The problem that I have with AKB is I don't know what they want to do. I don't know if, what Johnny's wants to do with them. They also could be just in a very bad sales predicament where they, they just released on the wrong day. But that's impossible because, you know, if, we, if you've been listening to us ramble on about the sales counts, it's not a really big day. Yeah, you know, it's not a big week for them. And I could tr- take a peek at the albums real fast to kind of see if there was a spoiler there that really happened. And there was a spoiler in there, so it makes a lot of sense to kind of think about that past this. But even so, not to have another Johnny's group sell nearly over 100,000 makes precedence of that. You know, regardless, it sold only 30,670 copies here. Only thirty thousand, and that's pathetic. I'm I'm just gonna be straight with you guys. Yeah, especially for a group like Johnny's, that's so well established, and even their their more their like lower, less popular groups sell over a hundred thousand. Uh, so the fact the fact that you know ABZ to Z just cracked. A little over thirty thousand. It's it's just it's bewildering and really surprising to me. And continuing on up to number one here, it is Adrenaline Dame Yowasa Janai Yo Koewa and Idol Tenshoku Ondo by Subaki Factory. Now, you know we, me and you really like the Subaki Factory or the Factory subgenre of this of uh of this release, you know, of, of their idol groups here. And I, I, Luna, I believe really likes Subaki factory particularly well as well. But how did you feel about this release overall? Because I thought it was just okay. Uh, yeah, to me, this was a little, uh, usually the factory groups overall have good releases. They're pretty strong groups of themselves and Subaki factory, They've released songs in the past that I really like, and they really, and, and they, they've released a couple that I haven't. Uh, this is really kind of in the middle for me. I, I think they have much better work, uh, but 
This one's okay. It definitely stands by itself. The triple A sides are always, I don't know, a little hard to talk about in, in a weird way well, because I it's mean, just so. You know, you know they, they always do this. They always do. They this. they do. Not, not not just any of the the the, just any of the factory subgroups here it always does this. Yeah, you're right. They they do, and I, that that can be. I, per, for me personally, that can be a little frustrating because it's like, oh my gosh. Uh, but uh, this is, it's a really complex release uh, as a whole because, you know, when they're all triple A sides, like you really have to judge them uh, a little differently than it's like, oh, you know, the A side's okay and the B sides are really good. It's like you kind of, you, it puts you in a different perspective. Uh, and so, like, um, Adrenaline Dame, it's okay as a whole it, it's all right uh but as the the release get goes on i think the tracks get markedly better so uh yoasa janayo uh koiwa is really good i, I really feel like that's a, a step up and then idol tenshoku ondo is even better and i think they really end on a strong note but uh because it's triple a side like i feel like I really feel like you have to judge each track on its own merits instead of as a single collection. So you, you can't go, it's like, well, you know, they ended on a high note. Uh, it's just, it's weird. They, I didn't wind up adding this to my uh, library. I, I might, I, I can I can see the argument in my head where I go back and add it. Um, But I, it, I did not instantly fall in love with it because it, it just... It, it feels a little by the numbers at some points, and I, I, like I said, I think it's good. Um, but I, I just think they have a little bit more compelling work, and this just doesn't rise above the top. I, I'm glad it sold what it sold, and I'm a little surprised by these numbers. So, uh, I you know I, I think I might be in the minority in, in feeling this is lacking a bit. But I, I, at the end of the day, I don't think it's. All three songs are bad by any means. I think they're they're good. They they service they do the jobs that they need to do. Uh, but it's just unlike I said, I can see myself downloading them in the future. But right now, I'm just I'm just not feeling it. And I, I think I think it just misses the mark. And that and that saddens me a little bit because I think Subaku Factory is really good. And yeah. uh, I, I I wish Luna was here because I, I I wonder if. I wonder if her critics. I wonder if she'd feel the same way we do about it. I'm pretty sure she would if have been a little bit much more harsher about this release. Because that's I don't, true. I also just think that this is probably not their strongest release overall. All three releases, all three songs, you know, Adrenaline Dame, Yoasa Janai, Yokoiwa, and and Idol Tenshoku Ondo. I. It's all right, but it's not at the mark. I, it's going to be very forgettable by next week. It's it it unfortunately it is. Overall, I thought it was okay, but if you told me to pick out one of the songs of it, there there wouldn't be. There's not many songs of this release here that I could pick my brain and be like, yes, this is the one. This is the one. No, unfortunately not. But you know, it sold well. For, for what it did, it sold 70,830 copies here. And now to talk about the albums just a tad bit here because there is a specific reason why the sales are just as bad as they are for A, to, A, A B, C to Z. And that's because of the number one. It was King and Prince's latest album, Made In that just rate it almost got to 500,000 copies and this is sales they don't do digital this is physical sales here close to 500,000 copies and of course it's it, nothing else was going to compare especially to another older Johnny's group it makes so much sense now yeah I, I didn't know that they dropped their latest album and I, I've I showed you how a little bit behind the news I am because uh, I've been eagerly anticipating this album. There's like seven tracks on that album that I have been waiting for the album to release so I can own them, in including like like one of my favorite songs of last year. So 
Uh, it sounds like I need to be going to. It sounds like after the show, I'll be going to CD Japan. <laughs> but yeah, with that, let's let. I want to say thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Ongakudu. You can find us on all social media platforms at Ongakudu on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find the website where we talk about the Japanese music industry at ongakudu.com. You can also follow our affiliates, Curry Hunter, who is a retro Twitch streamer at twitch.tv slash Hunter K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also follow TimberTaf at twitch.tv slash TimberTaf, T-I-M-B-R-T-A-F-T. You can also follow Luna's sister Rose at twitch.tv slash RainStarKitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can also check out Fangirl Has No Name at twitch.tv slash Fangirl Has No Name. You can also check out the podcast that me, Kyo, and Timber do called Potosaurus. You can check it out by looking up Curry Hunter on all podcast streaming services. I'm your host, Ken. You can follow me at twitch.tv. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at OTYKM1. Thank you very much and have a great day. Bye-bye. And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we'll be right back here next week. If you want to follow me, I am at OngakuGray on Twitter. So if you're interested in what I'm up to, just follow me there. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye.